0: Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls, Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit crawfordmediagroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush.
1: Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys, John, Roger, Neil, myself, Bob. Hey, guys, how are you?
2: Very good. Thanks, Bob. Good, Always good. Uh, good catching Great.
1: up in another week here. And so here's what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, the big news, of course, the guilty pleas that are being entered now in the Georgia case regarding Donald Trump and trying to, quote, overturn the election. Uh, Jenna Ellis, uh, Sidney Powell, Mark Meadows, Donald Trump's chief of staff at the time. So we're going to talk about that and all the ins and outs of that and what's going on. Also, we'll talk about the Speaker of the House race, the fourth speaker up for vote, at least as we're recording this today, Wednesday morning is Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, who, by the way, I would love to have him as Speaker of the House. He's a very outspoken, born-again evangelical Christian, uh, wears his faith in Jesus Christ on his sleeve openly, served on the trustee board of Southern Baptist Convention. And as a matter of fact, he's the former senior counsel for our own Alliance Defending Freedom. So it would be great to see him as Speaker of the House. We will see. So we've got a lot of things to dive into here in this podcast hour. As we do, we want to remind you folks, this podcast is sponsored and we want you to support our sponsors. And of course, one of those sponsors, Roger, is is Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial. And they have just done tremendous work helping our listeners get their own financial houses in order. Well, just because
3: the House of Representatives can't get their house in order doesn't mean (laughs) that you can't get your financial house in order. And when you think about the spending bills that do originate in the House, that kind of flux has left the markets kind of shaky right now. If you are investing with Dennis Wilson's products and the products that he represents, you've got security right now. You're not worried about it. You're thrilled that Mike Johnson's being nominated, but you're not worried because you've got investments that are secure, that aren't gonna go down in value. You've got more than just a certificate of deposit in the bank where it's basically a glorified savings account. You can get one of those that also has a life insurance benefit, that also has long-term care benefits. I mean, you really owe it to yourself to check it out. Go to Wilson Financial Advisors banner on the Group.net website, or just call 800-696-9970 and uh, schedule a consultation with Dennis Wilson and his team. Because in these times that we're in, guys, the things we're about to talk about, the, the the miscarriages of justice and the why is it so difficult for conservative uh, politicians to succeed when the progressives seem to be running us over. Um, Having our house in order financially is so important, especially as far as stewardship goes. So that's why we're recommending Wilson Financial and uh, uh, commend them to you as well. Go to the CrawfordMediaGroup.net website, click on the Wilson Financial banner. You'll be glad you did.
1: Absolutely. And we do appreciate you folks supporting our sponsors very much. And uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about first of all, the, the Georgia case, the overturning the election, if you will. You got Donald Trump and a whole bunch of his Attorneys that are on trial facing lifetime prison sentences that they're going for, for what? For trying to, quote, overturn the election, for trying to perpetuate a lie, if you will, that here's what you had. Donald Trump claiming that the election was stolen, the election was rigged and that there was fraud. All right, that's what he claimed, that's what his attorneys claim, and that there's evidence for that. Is there evidence or is there not? That's something that's been hotly debated. I think anybody who watches the Dinesh D'Souza movie 2,000 Mules can't deny that there's at least some fraud. The debate is, is there enough fraud to have made up the difference of those 11,000 votes or so? I don't think we can know for sure, but it hasn't really had its fair day in court. Okay, fine. But to put these people on... And really quick uh, though,
4: Bob, that's specifically... Their deal's Georgia. D'Souza focused more on the Midwest. He didn't really have much in the Georgia end of things for even any kind of... Sorry, I'm devil's advocate here. Any kind of proof to back up what his attorneys were saying?
1: Okay, you know, and, and that's fine. And by the way, I'm very fine with the possibility that in that the Dinesh D'Souza stuff only happened in other states and didn't happen in Georgia. By the way, I'm not Pers- saying it didn't or didn't. I don't, right. I, I don't I, I know. know. Uh, and that's my point, too. I don't know as well. Okay, But to believe that it did, to now have that belief and to verbalize that belief and to attempt— to try to get legislators and election officials to investigate that and not give up on that that possibility and that belief, for that to somehow now become criminal is the huge problem that I have here with this whole thing. Because uh, is, is Donald Trump and Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell and Mark Meadows, are they guilty of claiming and furthering the idea that they believe the election was stolen and rigged? Well, yes, they're guilty of that. I'm also guilty of wearing brown socks right now. The question becomes: Is that something that is supposed to be considered criminal that you put on trial well, for? You're, keep in mind though, that's were, my problem with but this. But they
4: were also trying, and I'm not again. I'm just being devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. They were doing a little more than just talking about this. They were on the inside urging folks in Georgia to put you know pro-Trump electors in. And really change some things in that manner. This is, this is more than just saying the election there was fraud, it was stolen, we need you investigate." They were on the inside trying to literally change things, Bob.:
1: Yeah, you mean, like JFK did in 1960. I, but right? I, by the way, I'm you not mean, saying that's right either. Uh, okay, well, but it's either criminal or it's not criminal, OK? Uh, when, when Al Gore lost in 2000, when Al Gore lost in 2000, his attorney was Alan Dershowitz. All right, correct. Alan Dershowitz is liberal left wing guys, Hillary Clinton supporter, Alan Dershowitz, Harvard University law professor emeritus and considered one of the most respected constitutional law professors and experts that there is. And Alan Dershowitz himself, I just I want to read you a quote from from Alan Dershowitz. Okay, Uh, this is what he has to say about uh, about this. He said, quote, I didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2016 or 2020, and I certainly won't in 2024. He said, but we contested Florida the same way Trump did in Georgia. We did the same things then that Trump did in Georgia after 2020. We lobbied the secretary of state. We lobbied and tried to pressure the election officials and legislators. But now with Trump, it's suddenly a crime. And then he said, if what Trump and his lawyers did in Georgia is a crime, should Al Gore and I be indicted too?" So my point is doing stuff like this. Has never been considered criminal before. It never has until suddenly now it's being treated like it's criminal, and, and so, well, are they guilty of this? I guess you know. I mean, they're they're guilty of what they're being accused of. But what they're being accused of is not something that was ever considered criminal in the past. It's now being treated not only as criminal now, but RICO statute violation criminal. So that what's what are these people that's supposed a bunch to of do? That that one, I, yeah. I, I mean, so you're going to go to Rico related here at all. You're going to go to prison for the rest of your life unless unless you turn state's evidence against Donald Trump uh, all under this sham that what's been considered standard operating procedure when you lose a close election is now being treated as a criminal offense. That is my problem with this whole thing, John. i got to tell I can't you. Argue.
4: I, I, and I can't argue with that. I guess – i mean i don't know i guess we'll see ultimately what is some of the testifying that you know what are some of the testimony that they have going forward and the other thing that i'm wondering is and, and and i get it you've got a lot of democrat democrats that have trump derangement syndrome that are bound and determined to make sure that that guy doesn't you know doesn't doesn't show his face again publicly but is this going to hurt them in the end in other words they and i'll make sure you know all you democrats understand this you need him as your candidate because frankly i still believe he's the easiest candidate on our side to beat so i don't know how that part plays out with all this either bob they're pushing so hard now is it going to affect his run i don't know
1: it it very well could but i you know roger i want to i want to get your take on what john and i are kind of back and forthing a little bit here i i guess this, in a nutshell, is my frustration. You could take anything, you could take anything benign that somebody does, and if you word it a certain way, you can make it look worse than it actually is. And one of the examples I've used with, with my audience before, uh, Roger, and I just want to share this right now with you guys. Uh, let's imagine you're going down the road, and it's 70 miles an hour, you're going 80. So you're going 10 over, and you see a cop car up ahead. What does everybody in the civilized world do? They hit their brakes or they slow down all right, you're hoping that the cop doesn't notice that you were speeding. Now, now, what if you get some zealous DA who says, I'm going to try to throw you in prison for several years for that, but writes up a bunch of indictments, To say, upon seeing the officer's car, the defendant did knowingly and willfully attempt to deceive law enforcement by altering his speed in such a way as to give the false impression that defendant was complying with state law, knowing and being fully aware that he was, in fact, in grave and dangerous violation of state transportation laws and blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait a minute. And then let's say when the cop comes up to the car and you ask him, hey, is there any way you'd let me off with just a warning? Then, here's what you're charged with. Okay. Then, when approached by said law enforcement, defendant did knowingly and willfully attempt to coerce said police officer into refusing to enforce the law in an effort to persuade the officer into violating his oath of duty as a police officer to protect and serve. Moreover, this effort to thwart justice and coerce a duly sworn police officer into refusing to enforce the law is confirmed and verified by body camera footage and corroborated by the partner of said police officer who personally witnessed defendant engaging in these deceptive tactics and is a sworn affidavit under penalty of perjury these accusations are factually true you know and then what you do is you end up getting your passenger in your car and you threaten him we're going to throw you in prison for the rest of your life unless you admit yep he was deliberately trying to deceive law enforcement and it's like wait a minute here okay i guess i'm guilty but when did that become a throw me in prison for the rest of my life thing roger that's what drives me nuts about all of this well, I think I was following most of the,
3: there's a lot of legalese in there. I would have been pleading out at, the, at that point just to hear all this, just to make the charges stop. I mean, quite frankly, but I think the question is, is Jenna Ellis, was Sidney Pell, were they just passengers in the car or were they active participants? You know what I mean? There were a couple of meetings that were arranged and again, trust me, guys I don't care if to, they
1: were driving. Well, but full, full all they, full, they did
3: was try to contest it. Right. Well, try to contest it, but there's a protocol and there's a way you go ahead and do it. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll respectfully push back on this. A lot of the stuff they did was after January 6th. Was that going to change the overall you know, deal of the election? I mean, there's a time frame where you can actually push the electorate and say, yeah, we've got to get different electors in here because there's something wrong here. They missed all the deadlines. I mean, I had John Eastman on the program about a year after all this went down. And of course, you know, he's in the crosshairs as well. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, I laid out four or five strategies that the president could have followed, but they didn't get me involved in this until the second week of december by the time i was filing for court proceedings and stuff they were giving me january 16th january 21st i mean there was no way that it mm-hmm. work because obviously they wouldn't get to hit january 6th but when you look at the charges and say okay well if this is the way they're doing it here in a red state with a republican governor and republican secretary of state you know the, and this is all happening and you're not getting any cover from these people Quite frankly, if this doesn't involve Donald Trump, I don't think it goes the way it's going. I'm
1: don't. i I'm yeah. convinced it doesn't. And I guess that's what my problem is. If Hillary Clinton and her team of lawyers and the Democratic Party after 2016 can push this fake Russia collusion hoax that caused way more destruction and damage in this country than any kind of efforts that t- Trump and his team of lawyers did, and that's not considered criminal behavior, you don't try to throw people in prison for the rest of their lives for— using all of these, you know, you say, well, yeah, you can try to contest an election, but you have to do it legally. Okay. What did they do that's illegal, that was considered illegal prior to Donald Trump? Nothing they did has been considered illegal when previous uh, presidential candidates and their lawyers did it. It's just being treated like it's illegal now and a RICO violation on top of it. That that to me is a problem that I have in this. But uh, listen, Neil, I want to get your take on this as well. Before we do, I just want to remind everybody listening to us, uh, our podcast is sponsored. We very much appreciate you supporting our sponsors. One of those sponsors is Preborn. And remember, Preborn is the pro-life group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. And when those moms see a picture of their baby, that's their first time look at what their baby looks like. They choose life almost all the time. And they usually end up accepting the Lord too. So we're asking you folks in the audience to pay for these ultrasound images, plain and simple. Your forever legacy will be stopping abortions. Is it worth it to you? $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion through ultrasound images. How many abortions would you be willing to stop? Take $28 times fill in the blank whatever that number is that's your forever legacy it's your one time gift to preborn and 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds nothing for overhead so you can give two ways go online right now to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on preborn and give right there Group.net, click on preborn or just give them a call they answer the phones 24/7 so you can call right now 833 850 Baby, a three three eight five zero baby. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call, and we appreciate that. Uh, as we continue talking about these these guilty pleas that are happening now, Jenna, Ellis, Sydney, Powell, Mark Meadows, regarding Trump and his lawyer's efforts to "quote unquote" overturn the election. Neil, I want to get your take on this. I, I I might be the only guy on an island here. That's all right. I just I think this is a sham. Are they guilty? of taking every effort they possibly can to try to stall the certification of this election, to try to, quote, find more legitimate votes for Trump and illegitimate votes for Biden to eliminate? Are they guilty of doing that stuff? Yes. What I'm saying is, since when did that become something that you get put on trial for? Because that's how Democrats have always done it in the past and Republicans, and it was never considered even controversial, let alone criminal. That's my problem here.
2: Yeah, well, that's, That's an important thing, I guess, to look at if you just want to look at that issue. But I have to say that I'm deeply disappointed in how these people conducted themselves. Sydney Powell is a clown shoe. She looked in the camera multiple times and, you know... tried to convince the american people that dominion voting systems were rigged and that somehow she was going to prevent present the evidence like next wednesday the evidence is going to come out next monday i'm going to have all the evidence for you to see there was never any kraken
4: the kraken's going to be released
2: Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i remember that these were flat-out lies to the american people she had nothing she was going on this was this was organized deception and somehow you know sweet jenna ellis fell into that and i've had her on my program you guys know her way better than i did but she said quote in the frenetic pace of a Attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence and I believe in and value election integrity. So this has something to do with election integrity. And then said, if I knew what I then, what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post election challenges. Good for Jenna Ellis. You know, take the heat, say you were wrong, and move along. But the bottom line is, yeah, okay, the Rico thing, that's off the rails. And you can argue that. You know all day long if you want to but these people were like the darlings of the Republican conservatives like these are the ones who are gonna save America and we were being lied to by these people who are supposedly representing truth that that rankles me and I think it was wrong and I think we need to call it out for what it is
1: okay and you know what if they were if the punishment that they were receiving was being publicly mocked and ridiculed and having their brand damaged by people saying you know they lied to us this was a clown show okay fine then I'm with you completely, Neil. But that's not the punishment they're receiving. The punishment they're receiving is we're going to throw you in prison for the rest of your life for this. That's what I have a problem with here.
2: Yeah, you've made your case uh, several times today. I, I just think the bottom line is that, that she's not trying to, to get out of jail here. Well, okay. Of course she we, is. Yeah, by what? By admitting – is she admitting a lie here or admitting the truth? They're saying if you You, you know the, they want – they want if, Donald if you Trump. Will, okay. If you will admit the truth, then you don't have to go to jail. And she's admitting the truth, so she doesn't have to go to jail. Okay. Uh, Or or you're saying that she's lying again. no, uh, no,
1: No, what I'm saying is that she's being told you have to say that this was a deliberate lie, and you know it was a deliberate lie. And what I'm telling you is let's pretend hypothetically that it actually really was a deliberate lie. Let's pretend that she's twirling her mustache and saying, I knew that we were lying about, Dominion Voting Systems, uh, Sydney Powell, or whatever. Listen, I knew that there was no, not enough fraud to overturn this, but I went ahead and said it anyway, okay? Even if she said that, she can be destroyed in the court of public opinion. I'm all for that. But th- th- this, how is this any different than Adam Schiff, who was the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, going on CNN and MSNBC regularly saying, trust me, as a head of the House Intelligence Committee, I've seen the evidence that proves Trump-Russia collusion When we now know that was a lie, that was a debunked lie. Does he go to prison for this? So no, trash him in the court of public opinion. Call out Jenna Ellis in the court of public opinion. But we ought to be standing up against this kind of totalitarian action from the Democrats that are saying, let's throw them in prison for the rest of their lives.
2: Yeah, well, I think it's different because Adam Schiff never uh, accepted any responsibility for doing the wrong thing. I think Jenna Ellis courageously is saying, I was wrong, I shouldn't have done it, and I wouldn't do it again. And I'm right, Well, well Personal, her, 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 her I
1: think her exact- she's saying what she needs to say to stay out of prison because she was warned. And I'm not saying I wouldn't have done the same thing. But she's, I think she's being told, we want Donald Trump, plain and simple, and so you throw Donald Trump under the bus. Here's the kind of verbiage that we want you to be willing to say openly, okay, and you're so going to wait. declare that this no, was no, all a lie back So now you're saying that,
2: that Jenna Ellis is part of the effort to throw Donald Trump under the bus. She's now going to I, I think
1: teams. I think that she has to decide between, <laughs> am I willing to sacrifice myself <laughs> no. going to prison oh for goodness. the rest of my life, or throw Donald well, Trump I, under I the I disagree bus. fully. I disagree. Yeah. I, I, well, I know
4: Jenna well enough to know that yeah. I feel what happened here, guys, is, and I think, Roger, you probably can attest to this as much as eye. And I knew knew Jenna very, very well and not boasting, but got her start in broadcasting. She was first on Rush to Reason when she came out with her book. She's a local Colorado gal from Colorado Christian University. And really, we became very, very close friends over a period of time until she got kind of involved in all of this stuff going on with this whole Trump thing after the election and so on, and frankly, Mm -hmm. I kind of cut ties at that point because I didn't want to be a part of any of that that was going on because I could see that this was not going to end well in the end. Now, guys, if I could see that, why couldn't she? Now, I will say that I feel she got caught up in all of this I'm on the Trump team, and I say that because I heard her specifically at times as she was in Denver talking about, you know, I got to ride on Air Force One, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you could just see that this whole glamour of being around the president and being on his team and all the things that were happening, I'll just be honest, it went to her head, it clouded her judgment, and she made mistakes that she shouldn't have made.
1: Okay, but she thought... She thought, just like Sidney Powell thought, just like Mark Meadows thought, just like Trump thought. She thought that Trump was a legitimate winner of the election and that was stolen from him, okay? And she voiced that. And you know what she pleaded guilty to? Quote, aiding and abetting false statements and writings. Aiding and abetting false statements and writings. Since when does that become a we're-going-to-throw-you-in-prison-for-the-rest-of-your-life crime? That's my problem here, even if she knew she was lying.
4: That one one I'm not arguing about. My my problem with all this is, is, I guess looking at it the way Neil does. And I know Jenna. She's a great Christian lady. She Her, her judgment became very clouded, and she made decisions that she shouldn't have made. The, by the way, the three of us, or the four of us, weren't making. We didn't jump on that train like the rest of them did. Why didn't we, Bob?
1: Why didn't we jump on which train is that?
4: Why didn't we jump on the same train that Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis were on? Why weren't we on that same train? Because I sure wasn't.
1: Because I was looking at it a lot more practically and saying, Thank "Hey, let's you. wait until the yeah. evidence comes out and Thank see." You. That's what I was saying Why did not they do
4: that, Bob? But I was These are okay. trusted advisors to the president of the United right. States at that time. And Why you know did what? they not do the same? And thing? And
1: that's a debate to have in the court of public opinion. That's not a that, that's not a reason to throw somebody in prison. You got to remember, to me, with. that's that's the elephant in the room here. That there, if if this was just a debate about do they deserve to have their brand damaged forever? Okay, fine. The, everything you're saying is right. But to me, the elephant in the room is they're being threatened with prison for the rest of their lives, okay, unless they throw Trump under the bus so that we can try to get him in prison for the rest of his life. Well, that to me is the big offense here. That's the more offensive thing than anything, is the fact that this is a criminal trial. That's my whole problem here. Anyway, John, look, I, I, one of the things I know that we completely agree on though. Hey, John, look I, look, I would agree with you, man, but then we'd both be wrong. Okay. No, that's no. right. The uh, there we go. Actually, ADF though, Alliance yeah, Defending Yeah, we're not freedom. wrong on that. No, we we're are not wrong, not on, wrong that. on that. Absolutely. No, and they are a sponsor of the show and we appreciate they are. it.
4: And and by the way, the tie-in to that, we'll get into a little bit later with the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. He actually was with ADF for a number of years. So folks, Mm -hmm. if that tells you anything about that particular person in regards to what we're going to be doing next with Speaker of the House, I think that tells you a lot. ADF, great organization. They're out literally defending people, Bob, Neil, and Roger, that can't do this on their own. They don't have the resources. And most people, by the way, do not have the resources to defend themselves, to defend their businesses, to defend their lives. And a lot of what we're talking about when it comes to... What's going on legally speaking? Well, let's face it. In a lot of cases, guys, these are also trumped up charges, quote unquote, that go against a lot of these individuals, you know, uh, Masterpiece Bakery here in Denver, you know, those sorts of situations, guys, ADF comes along, they jump in, they bring their attorneys, pro bono they're not getting paid for this the only way those guys get paid is by the donations we give ADF and guys we've got to keep doing that we've got to fund them this is becoming a bigger deal all the time and yeah to what Bob you're talking about no I don't agree with the process that these people are going through because I think it is a lot of trumped up charges and and that's again what in a lot of cases ADF does and they set precedence by the way that then goes along and helps the rest of us that you know, hopefully will never encounter that again so they're taking the heat they're taking the fire for a lot of us especially business owners and I say it all the time you business owners you should be donating on a regular monthly basis as a part of your budget because this may come along someday and save your own business go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net and donate today
1: Absolutely. And we appreciate you folks doing that. So, all right. So in a nutshell, to kind of wrap this up for me, it's about what should we be the most offended by? And one of my criticisms of the pro-Palestinian people and the rallies and such has been, you're more offended by Israel existing than you are babies being beheaded. And what should you be more offended by? And I guess for me, when I look at Sidney Powell or Jenna Ellis or Mark Meadows, or for that matter, Donald Trump, all right, can we be offended that they were pushing something that the evidence doesn't seem to support or possibly doesn't support or whatever? Sure, we can be offended by that, but we ought to be way more offended and outraged that these people have mugshots taken of them and are being threatened with prison for the rest of their lives for that. That's what we have. Be offended that somebody drove 10 miles over the speed limit, absolutely, but I'm gonna be way more offended if they're put on trial for the rest of their lives. That to me is a huge offense and it just seems like we ought to be angrier about that than we are them believing that there was fraud and pushing that issue and and i guess that's what it comes down to for me so uh i know that uh, there is a lot more to to talk about we're gonna wrap up by the way lively
4: discussion guys lively discussion
2: well
1: hey you know it's a good thing yeah neil
2: yeah i was just gonna add you know believe I forget how you worded that, but did they have any real evidence that they were holding on to? Because the fact is, Sidney Powell was promoting lies. She was literally promoting, we talked a lot about Jenna Ellis. She literally knew there was no evidence and yet deceived us, openly deceived us. And I, I... that's more offensive to me than anything. Okay, and that, see,
1: and that's, a, that's where I disagree with you, Neil, because is that offensive? Let's say that she was openly lying and she knew for a fact that that was a lie. She even did. Maybe, okay, I'll give you that benefit of the doubt. Even though I'm open to the possibility that she was getting bad information, she believed the bad information. But let's say that she completely made it up and she knew that it was a flat-out lie, okay? Is that offensive? Yes. But I don't find that more offensive than telling her... Lying is now something that we're going to say you got to go to prison for the rest of your life on. That, to me, is more offensive, especially with a dual system of justice where we can show. We know Hillary and Adam Schiff and all these people were lying about Russia collusion. We know that. Uh, Nobody has suggested, well, they ought to go to prison for the Russia collusion claims. Uh, So even if Sidney Powell was lying, why is it not more offensive that she's got to go to prison for the rest of her life? For for lying, lying is wrong. But that's not something you throw somebody in prison for the rest of their life for.
2: Well, in the case of Jenna Ellis, if it, if it's lying, then lying in in the name of Christianity and conservative Republicanism, tremendously. Okay, whatever. It's
1: not a criminal offense. That's my problem here. I'd, I look. I, if they weren't on trial, facing the rest of their life in prison, then. I would actually be agreeing with you here. I'd be saying, you know what, this is wrong. This is inexcusable. She deserves to have her her, uh, brand damaged. No, MSNBC shouldn't hire her as a pundit now. I'm with you on all that. But to me, it's just way more offensive to turn something like this into a criminal thing where now they deserve to be thrown in prison for the rest of their lives. I find that offensive and, and more offensive than the actual lying i find well, going 30 miles over in the speed yeah, limit yeah. offensive I, but i find that less offensive than throwing somebody in prison for the rest of their life for that
0: that's I how think, i look
2: at it. i think that all of us make mistakes and we all sin and that christ is honored when we get caught with our hand in the cookie jar that we take responsibility and say i was wrong period and not that's point right. the other guy and say well look at what the other guy did and look what he got away with and look what you're not punishing him for
1: it's not uh, justice I, I, to I, disproportionately I, punish somebody though that's not yes. justice, to disproportionately punish somebody. And this is disproportionate punishment that they're going for. So, and, I, I, All right, yes, let's do this. Okay. We do have a lot of this to continue in the second half, and we're going to talk about the Speaker of the House race as well. Don't forget, if you haven't given to pre-born yet, please do it now. It's $28 to stop one abortion. You're paying for ultrasound images, okay? $28 stops one abortion. How many abortions will you be willing to stop? Take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is, that's your forever legacy of the number of babies' lives you saved. So here's how you give to preborn. Go online to crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn, give right there. 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn, uh, or just call them on the phone, 833 850 BABY. 833 850 Baby. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. Don't forget, you can watch video of us as well at myhopenow.com. Certainly follow them wherever you follow your social media and more in this second half. Coming up next, here on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast.
0: This has been a Crawford Media Group production.
1: Continuing now with the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys Neil, Roger, John, myself, Bob Duco. We've been talking about the the cases involving these uh, Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell and Mark Meadows and uh, the, the whole Jane, uh, the, uh, Georgia case and such and kind of a lively discussion. Okay, you know what? That's good. And it's okay. As, as I look at this, when I disagree with all of the guys, my attitude is always this. Whenever I disagree, it's the rest of the world that's wrong and I'm the one that's right. Okay? So long as we understand each other. No, that's right. <laughs> now you know I Actually, I feel like McLaughlin right now. Remember him? No matter what, somebody would say, wrong! Wrong! <laughs> wrong! <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but hey, you know what? Let, let's Let's talk... Let's shift away from this. I think we, we 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 kind of see where we are on on all of this as far as the Georgia election stuff, and and I think we're at least in agreement that this appears to be disproportionate punishment. And for me, that that's the greatest of the offenses. There's offenses if anybody engages in dishonesty, absolutely, but the greater offense is disproportionate punishment. And 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 and
4: Bob, and I won't deny you on that at all. And I agree with you that a lot of what's going on in the legal system right now, we've talked about this. It's two-tiered justice. It's not equal. That is a conversation we've had before. I'm sure we'll have again because it's not ending. And that I will fully agree with you. Here's my problem with all of this, though, from the get-go. We're still talking about it. Instead of having a party whereby we're doing what Pierre up in Canada is doing, talking about how if he gets elected, he can do this, that, and the other for the people Mm -hmm. that actually elect him and how he can change the face of Canada. Instead, we've got an entire party that's dinking around with this stuff rather than talking about how are we going to make significant change if we get elected and actually put more money in the pocket of every individual out there and make their lives better. Instead, we're dinking around with stuff we shouldn't be. That's my biggest issue with all of this.
1: Right, and you know what? The reason we're dinking around with it is because we're fighting fighting back against injustice and disproportionate punishment. And I know what you're that's a great segue to the House Speaker thing, and I want to get to that. But let me just say Matt Hauk, the pro lifer, who pushed a 72-year-old man to the ground who fell on his rear end outside of Pro-Life or outside of Planned Parenthood Clinic. Now, that that man was getting in the face of Mark Houck's 12-year-old son. But Mark Houck was still wrong. I watched the video. He pushed the guy kind of hard. The guy fell back on his rear end, and he skinned his elbow. Okay, fine. So Matt Houck should not have pushed the guy. However, that doesn't mean that it was right for 24 armed FBI agents to bust into his house in a pre-dawn raid and point guns at his head in front of his crying children and arrest him from the Biden Justice Department. Okay, it's the disproportionate punishment. And I don't want to sit there and spend all my time going, well, yeah, but Matt Houck shouldn't have done this and he should have handled it better this way. And why didn't he just talk to the man? And why did he have to push him? And it's it's like, okay, we can talk about that, but why aren't we more angry about 24 armed FBI agents busting in his home in front of his crying children? We ought to be Angrier about that. And that's why I'm just saying with all of these things and the, the election or whatever, fine, we can debate who was, were they wrong? Were they, did they lie? Did they whatever? But I think, in my honest opinion, we ought to be angrier about the book being thrown at them disproportionately in this way and weaponized against Trump people that this would have never happened if it were somebody other than Trump and certainly not a Democrat because they did the same stuff and didn't get in trouble for it. all right but what about John to the point that you're making though the uh, the, the Republican Party, you're right. they they need to clean up this mess, which brings us to the, the fourth speaker. The fourth speaker candidate now. Yep. Uh, so we know that Matt Gates was successful in getting Kevin McCarthy pulled out. All right. Steve Scalise, a little bit more conservative than Kevin McCarthy. Okay, fine. But Steve Scalise goes down. Jim Jordan, strongly conservative. I'd love to have Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House. Couldn't make it happen. Couldn't get the rhinos and the centrist to go along. So now it's round four. And... Uh, I like this guy, the, uh, round four. I mean, my goodness, if we end up with Mike Johnson, born again, believer in Christ, very open about his faith in Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, former senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom. How great would it be if, uh, John, I'm just going to ask you point blank. Does Matt Gates get any kind of credit if the dust settles with Mike Johnson as the new speaker of the House?
4: Well, of course he'll get some credit. I don't know that he's due any credit, frankly, because well, that's he had what, no plan. does he deserve? It? I'm asking he from deserve you. It Will he had you no plan give him some credit
1: this? for maybe doing the right thing? Uh, I agree. He handled it wrong. He's but- not getting
4: any credit from me because I still think it's a debacle and a big black eye on us in the end. And yeah, it may work out fine when it's all said and done. But trust me, this was not Matt's plan at all.
1: Right. No, and t- to have this kind of craziness. No, I know he should have. He should have planned it out ahead of time. He didn't. But if the dust settles and it's this way, you know, it's almost like.
4: And remember, we got to get him elected. He's not there yet.
1: I know, I know. But you know what, Neil? It's almost like the uh, the head coach who who calls who, who goes for it on fourth down, and if he gets it, he's a hero. What, what you know? What right. what, a, what a champion? What a genius! And if he loses, what an idiot! Look how he cost us the game. Uh, so it's a gamble here that Matt Gates did, and I it does seem like, even though we're all in agreement, what he did was wrong. Uh, it still seems like if the dust settles and we get a Mike Johnson in there, you know, maybe we got to sit around and say, okay, even in the the unplanned chaos, it looks like Matt Gates got lucky and ended up doing a, the right thing overall.
2: Yeah, lucky at best. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, g- what Satan means for evil, God can use for good. Is was God involved in any of this? I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to hang that one on him. I I think what <laughs> Gates did was incredibly foolish. I think it's harmed the Republican Party, and if now mm-hmm. the Republicans come out Great. better as a result, then I I would just call it a lucky break. Bottom line. Yeah. I, I'm I'm it's shocked right now at, at how we're fumbling the ball when we have an opportunity to lead right now. I mean, the whole investigation into the Biden thing is trashed. Where are we going with this? And uh, Republicans had better get it together. I know we've talked about this before. Or mm. 2024 ain't happening.
1: Yeah. What do you think there, Roger? Is, uh, if we end up getting Mike Johnson in there, former senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, we end up getting him in there. Uh, it's like, what do we do with Matt Gates? Yep, he really, he, he stupidly messed up. He caught a horrible play. The ball fumbled, but the bottom line, our guy picked it up, scored the touchdown. So Matt Gates stumbled and bumbled into a victory. If Mike Johnson gets in there, do we say, okay, well, I guess it's a good thing Matt Gates did what he did, although he was wrong in the way he handled it.
3: Yeah, this is a good TikTok reel, you know, go all over the place. Hey, look, the punter kicked the ball and it went off the center's butt and it bounced back into his arms and he ran 98 yards for a touchdown. I mean, woo Well, great? it was the right play then. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a genius because we won the game. No, you know, the reality is the Republicans do not have unity. They don't have a strategy. They don't have, any, I mean, other than just the little factions who are all being bankrolled by somebody. And we would like to think altruistically that they really do have America's best interest at heart because you and I, we've all seen this. I mean, we've all seen this happening for many, many, many years. I mean, from John Boehner, Paul Ryan, just in recent years, there's a faction of the GOP that likes being the underdog and likes being put upon and saying, well, we're trying to do stuff, but we can't get anything done. And Matt Gates coming in with his, you know, well, we're going to hold these guys accountable. We're going to get rid of the rhinos. Doesn't take into consideration what the reality is. I mean, the Tea Party died when Kevin McCarthy got moved out. And that that whole, remember, we were so optimistic in 2010. We're going to take America back and all that stuff. And what happened? Ted Cruz is kind of sitting in the back, just kind of twiddling his thumbs. Mike Lee's just kind of hanging around. Has anyone seen Marco Rubio recently? I mean, yeah, they are crying out loud. Yeah, not, we're talking yeah. house, but I mean, think of the people who were part of that movement. And now, of course, the house just keeps changing hands, and and and, and, and so uh, Mike would be a fantastic pick, I think. But I want to know that there's a strategy behind it, and something tells me you're right. This is just that crazy loose ball, and uh, Matt Gates might wind up being that 400-pound lineman who fell on it in the end zone and said, "See, I knew I could do it." So I'm I, right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not optimistic, and I think Neil's right. 2024 is just going to be a. It's going to be a storm of something, and it's not going to be a red wave. It's not going to be a pink trickle it's not it's it's, yeah it's going to be a oh wow look what we found if we wind up just seeing some conservative victories
1: let me ask you guys something though why is it do you think that the republican party is so weak when it comes you're right the whole tea party thing it just kind of fizzled away why in the world would it fizzle away why are the rhinos and the centrists why are they the ones that has the power i don't see look i will say this about matt gates even though i think he was wrong for for putting together his gang of eight okay at least Matt Gates is one of the people who's standing up saying to his colleagues, what's wrong with you people? We're supposed to be conservative Republicans. That means we stand for this, okay? Why in the world are there so few voices willing to do that, do you think? Roger
3: That's a a very interesting question, because we're supposed to be, but I don't think the Republican Party knows who they are. I mean, in the Democrat side, they know who the progressives are. They know who the moderates are. They know who everybody is. And they silence the voices that get in the way of whatever the narrative is. The GOP doesn't do that. They're that kind of altruistic crowd. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's a lot like Christian voters We just go, well, we believe in the Bible, and we believe in this, and we believe in that, so everybody should believe what I believe, instead of taking a look around and saying, okay, well, I know you want it to rain today, but it's sunny. Okay, so don't bring an umbrella. Right. I mean, that that's kind of where the GOP is right now. And it's, I don't think we've seen a unity in the GOP since Duke Gingrich, quite frankly. I know. That's really It's because we lack solid leadership, guys, on
4: our side of the aisle, yeah, in my opinion. Absolutely. we just We just don't have it. We did to a large extent with Trump, and unfortunately he got— I hate to say this, but too self-absorbed and got all caught up in what we were just talking about in the last half hour. In turn, it affected his leadership. And right now, we are a
3: party without a leader. I hate to say yeah. that, but we are. So, right, and to you- John's point, I, want to, I just want to follow up on that quickly because I think it's an important point to make. Um, everyone who was involved in the Trump campaign to try to get everything overthrown and this, that, and the other thing, they all work directly for Donald Trump. I mean, we're, we're looking at Congress people here who we vote in and they work for us. But mm-hmm. Giuliani and Meadows, well, Meadows to a certain extent is chief of staff, Jenna Ellis, they were all getting checks from Donald Trump. Right. So, I mean, the, the idea was, yeah, they're fighting for, you know, truth, justice in the American way, but they're all getting paid by Donald Trump. And so when Donald Trump's giving the marching orders, they're following those marching orders. Now, a lot of people jumped ship because they said, hey, wait, this is crazy. This is nuts. I don't know how Mike Pence kept his sanity for four years of working with a guy like Donald Trump. But the reality of the point now, the GOP seems to be so fragmented. Anybody can get elected as a Republican in a certain area and think, OK, this is what everybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. But the reality is like, there's no, there doesn't seem to be a consensus. And Gates just, he proves that every time he comes out with his beady-eyed stare and says, oh, ah, I'm, I'm a legislator. It's like, really? Yeah. I mean, who's talking to Matt Gates? I mean, I mean, I, I I appreciate what he was trying to do, but who is talking yeah. to this guy?
1: Well, you know what? Look, and the the fact is that we keep voting in rhinos. Just once, I'd like to know: Are there any dinos? There don't seem to be. Just, there's rhinos, but there's not dinos, and so I don't. It's a little bit yeah, frustrating that some of these liberals continue to get voted in. Actually, Neil, if you would. Hang on to that a second because I I want to get your take on that. But first, I do want to take a quick moment, and we do want to remind everybody watching this podcast that if you haven't supported Preborn yet or any of our sponsors, we want you to do that now, okay? Preborn, remember, shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms all across the country, and those moms choose life when they see a picture of their baby. I know Roe v. Wade's been overturned, okay, but the abortion industry is still going strong. So we got to do what we can. And this is a way to save babies' lives. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion through ultrasound images. How many babies' lives will you save? Take $28 times fill in the blank. Whatever that number is, whatever number God lays on your heart, that's your one time gift to preborn. And that's what we're asking you to do. So here's how you give right now go online to crawfordmediagroup.net. That's crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on preborn. Give right there. 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, not a dime for overhead. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7. So call right now, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate that. As we talk about the Speaker of the House race and the Republican Party, the disjointed nature of the Republican Party, and they don't have a leader. And Neil, you were going to say.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, I just got caught with my microphone off like Roger did a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when um, that happens. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you, you made a comment just a moment ago, if I heard you correctly, like we keep electing rhinos. But the bottom line is, what is the Republican Party? What do we actually stand for? I mean, you could argue that this Gang of Eight or Freedom Caucus or Tea Party, I mean, th- that there have been factions and people – in the name of those factions have gotten themselves elected, you know, the Lauren Boberts of the world and the Matt Gaetzes of the world and others who represent, you know, Trumpism in that case. But wasn't the Republican Party priding itself? a decade or two, ago, I'm sorry, yeah, a decade or two ago on the Big Tent idea. You know, we're the Big Tent. Everybody's welcome here. We, we value your ideas, no matter how varied they may be, apparently. And so then if nobody really agrees on anything in principle, and you can't get people to come together and stand as one unit against the ideas and I- ideology and, you know, of the, of the Democratic Party, then what do you got? You got a bunch of people that all of their own ideas, which is why they can't elect a speaker.
1: You know what, though? If you go to the Republican Party plank, You go to the official platform of the Republican Party, you know what you'll see? You'll see that the House Freedom Caucus, the right wingers, the Matt Gaetzes, that by the way, Jim Jordan's and Donald Trump's, if you look at the policies that Trump was pushing, they are perfectly consistent with the official plank of the Republican Party, I would argue it's the rhinos and the centrists that are not following the plank of the Republican Party. And that's why I think they ought to be purged and cleaned up, cleaned up. Let's go by what the plank itself is. And I don't see a lot of these centrists in the GOP doing that.
2: Well, you're right. But and you have the Joe Manchins on the other side, who isn't lining up, especially fiscally, with what's going on amongst most Democrats. And what they I don't bring. know. You could so put an you. S
1: on the back of his name. I don't know if there's the Joe Manchins. Christian uh, Cinema, maybe. OK, but <laughs> okay. there's very few on the Democratic side.
2: Yeah, there's a few outliers is all I'm saying. But the, the bottom line is I'm not sure that there's as much agreement as you think, simply because we have a platform that says one thing. I mean, I, I, show me day in and day out that the Republican Party is working to instill the ideology that's in that platform. That's one of the reasons why
1: that's one of the reasons why uh, I've been a Trump supporter, because at least Trump was trying to uh, push the Republican Party agenda. And you had the centrists and the establishments and the Mitch McConnell's. It was like, leave the social issues alone.
2: Yeah. But can you do it with people like Mitt Romney, who's apparently leaving? Thank God. But, you know, Mm -hmm. can you really do it? because those people are in office and yeah, you you're fight, having to and you deal fight with them on a regular people. basis yeah, and then right. you, got these, you change people. them out you got a tiny little majority in the house that's hard to work with you only need a handful of people to disagree and you're not going anywhere
1: i know and that's why that's why in principle i support somebody like matt gates taking on the republican party i do and taking on kevin mccarthy i just don't agree with him not having a plan right and, and how to do it but i agree with the principle of look Donald Trump John Donald Trump took on the Republican Party he took on he the did. establishment and he did. one of the reasons that they hated him is because they didn't want Donald Trump to be a social conservative Correct. and align so strongly with Born Again evangelical Christians and pro-lifers Correct. and I'm and, thankful and by the that way, he I did wish
4: he'd, and, and in some
1: of the some
4: of the conversations he's had and interviews he's had of late he's he's done that I just wish that message of what you just said he would get back on that bandwagon I, I get there's a lot of distractions in his life, and some of that's done purposely by the Democrats. We talked about that the last hour. But, Bob, I, I wish he would get back on that message because that message does resonate with people, even the middle-of-the-road voter.
1: No, I know. You know, and I, I get that. I get that. Which, and, we, and, we, by way,
4: and, we, and by the way, and we've talked about this a gazillion times on, on, this, on my show, your shows, you know, <laughs> everywhere, mm-hmm. by the way, this podcast. We message terribly.
1: I know. We, we do stink at it. You're absolutely right. Which When we're talking about the Speaker of the House race, John, one of the things that that, that I do want to mention as well is uh, we're talking about Mike Johnson. He's the one that's being voted on. I think they're doing a vote today. So by the time you listen to this podcast on Thursday, there may be new information, but... I hope he gets we can in. Only he's a hope. Born again, uh, he's a born again believer in Christ. I think it would be fantastic. But he also Agreed. is former senior attorney for yep. Alliance Defending Freedom, and right there, that tells me. That's okay, right. That's this a guy's lot, been no. a champion
4: of ours. Yeah. No. I don't, that that uh, that almost well. Oh. That's enough vetting for me right there, guys, to be honest <laughs> right. with you. Knowing what ADF stands for, the fact we've interviewed them in the past many times, looking at the results of what they're doing for people out in the not only the marketplace, but just individuals, period. And the other thing, I mentioned this a few weeks ago that I really appreciate about ADF, and I think folks need to really understand this. And this is, by the way, a jab they're getting from the other side. They're no longer just being reactive to things going on in our world. They're actually being proactive. Mm. They're they're taking things to the Supreme Court saying, guys we want some ruling on this now because we know if it's not there these things are gonna come down the pike they are being very proactive for all of you listening especially I know I say it a lot but I mean it especially you business owners there are so many things that we all I'm one of you we all fight enough things as it is the last thing we need are attacks coming from the left that are unjustified ADF is out there protecting us as businesses and it affects Christian businesses as well as non-Christian businesses. So, guys, I don't care what side of the aisle you are on spiritually. Give to ADF today. They need it. They're out there championing for us. We need them on a daily basis. They cannot do it without our donations. Crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on the ADF button.
1: Absolutely, folks. Crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on ADF. Give right now. Talking about the Speaker of the House race that's going on. So, uh, if if, uh, Mike Johnson goes down, it doesn't get this vote, and it's going to be because some centrist rhinos are like, no, we don't want somebody who's that conservative, that pro-life, that born-again evangelical Christian. It's like, Bleh. Uh, what do we do next? Roger, what do you think about this idea that's been floated of some hybrid speakers like one like, like Kevin McCarthy serves for six months and then Jim Jordan serves for six months and then may, basically have some temporary speakers to bandaid it together until next fall's election. And then we find out uh, you know what happens in the House of Representatives. That's one of the things that's been floated out there. Or will that just make us look like a clown show?
3: Well, we already do. So, I mean, I don't know how it makes it look any worse. It's just a <laughs>
1: true. It's just getting it's one more clown in the Volkswagen. Does it really <laughs> exactly. matter?
3: Yeah, let's put a little more water in the uh, squirtable heart there. I, you know, it, I you know, I, I, right now here we are, October, November, you know, we're a year away from the election, doing something like that hybrid-like is, uh, it's essentially what we're doing right now. I mean, the idea that, mm. that it, it, all it would do is just solidify that there is some kind of plan. And this again will be the the blessing and curse. If if there was a, Matt Gates, you know, did a, a, a an onside kick and ran it back for a touchdown, we'd all say, hey, that's great. But if he does it in such a way that allows the other team to pick it up and run it back for a touchdown, that would be represented by the fact that they can't find somebody, you know, to do mm-hmm. it. And we've all are in agreement that the Gates move is a very bold one, but there's, I mean, you basically you put every, since we're using football analogies, you put all the whiteouts out there, quarterback's in the shotgun, he's got the ball and there's no one behind him. So if someone knocks the ball out of your hands, they're gonna score. He doesn't have a backup plan. He didn't have a strategy for who was gonna replace him. It was just, we gotta get rid of the Rhino, Kevin McCarthy. There, I please my support base mm-hmm. and I'll get reelected next year. Who, what's your plan moving forward? Well, I've got some ideas, but no, you didn't talk to anybody. You didn't have the votes. You didn't know what you were doing moving forward. You just wanted a good photo op, and you got it. So right now, you got to hope you're going to be lucky. Um, ha- you could do worse. I mean, it would be tougher than to bring McCarthy back since they made such a big production out of running him out of the office. Um, but, you know, if Jordan, for a certain period of time, Scalise was a health issue, they have they have good candidates, but every time somebody's, oh, well, because Keller's a rhino, or Ember's a rhino, or, okay, well, then what? Then what? What's it going to be? I mean, at some point, you have to pick somebody.
1: Right. No, I mean, that's very true. You know, I, uh, one of the things also that was interesting, and this there's probably an entire podcast to have on this sometime in the near future, but a, a new poll that's out showing just how polarized Americans are between Republicans and Democrats that uh, now a, a record number of people say the opposing political party is a threat to democracy and it would even support violence and such. Which, of course, none of us would support no. violence. But there is. Not now. I know. I know what you're saying. Okay. But there is a lot of people in America that say, why can't we go back to the days when Republicans and Democrats, yes, we would disagree with each other, but it was civilized and you could end it in a handshake afterward? And are those days gone? forever. And one of the things, I just have to say this as an observation and maybe toss it out as a teaser for a future pod, podcast. Yeah, I know there's a tendency for me to say, okay, well, automatically it's the Democrats that are wrong, the Republicans are right in this. Case. Well, no, that's not accurate. But I do have to say the Republican Party has not really changed, although the left says that they've moved so far radically to the right. I defy anybody who Look at the Republican Party's policies right now. Look at their plank now. Go back 20 years, it was the same plank. The biggest change in the Republican Party was in the 1980s when Ronald Reagan aligned the GOP more with born-again evangelical Christians and pro-lifers, and the GOP became much more socially conservative and active in that area. But other than that— The policies for the most part have been the same. But when you look at the Democratic Party, they are the ones that have changed. 20 years ago, the Democratic Party, they weren't for open borders. They were secure borders. They would never have supported uh, gender confusing children with drag queens in kindergarten and all the kind of nonsense they're pushing right now. Abortion through all nine months of pregnancy with no restrictions whatsoever. I mean, the Democratic Party has gone so radically extreme in just the last few years. Barack Obama in his first term, was against gay marriage, said he doesn't support gay marriage. True. This is how radical and extreme the Democratic Party has become lately. So I would say the Republican Party has held on to pretty much the same values for the last couple of decades. It's the Democratic Party that's gone crazy, and that's the reason why we're seeing so much polarization and strife, because the Republicans are saying, we haven't changed. You guys have, and we're not going to stand by and let you gender confuse our children with drag queens and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out. We're coming up to the end of the podcast, but just something to maybe for our listeners to digest, and we'll, we'll talk about the polarization factor and the potential for violence and everything else between the two parties in a, in an upcoming podcast in the meantime though we we do want to remind everybody and certainly Roger we want our listeners to be supporting our sponsors and absolutely Wilson Financial because this is something we can all agree on. We need do need to get our financial houses in order even if the Republicans in the House can't.
3: <laughs> That's for sure. And when you have, it's amazing what peace of mind you have moving forward. It doesn't matter how much you have, but are you stewarding it properly and is it secure? And in the markets that are changing right now because of, you know, political instability does breed for instability in the marketplace. And if you're trying to rely on the stock market or hoping your 401k doesn't become a 201k by the next election, Uh, You really owe it to yourself to go to Wilson Financial's website, which is we got linked up at CrawfordMediaGroup.net and find out the different options, whether you're looking for a real estate investment trust, uh, the the alternatives that Dennis has to the typical REITs, just second to none. I mean, in terms of involving and investing in faith based organizations that are right here in the U.S. where you can actually see where your investment goes and get a guaranteed return. Typical REITs don't work like that, and that's just one of many of the products, uh, CD alternatives that, uh, that Dennis has, uh, IRA alternatives, uh, Roth IRA. We'll, we'll, you'll make your head spin when you see how expensive and ineffective they are in the regular marketplace, but the alternatives that Dennis has found, uh, you'll, you really owe it to yourself to go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial
1: Advisors banner today. Absolutely. We want you folks to do that. We want you to support Wilson Financial, support ADF, support Preborn. If you haven't given to Preborn yet, do it now. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn. You can give right there. A hundred percent of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, folks, not a penny for overhead. So remember, you're paying for ultrasound images so that Preborn can show these images to expectant moms. They see a picture of their baby. They don't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. They let their baby live almost all the time. And they usually end up accepting the Lord too. So think about what that money is doing that you give. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion through preborn. Take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever number God lays on your heart, and that's your one time gift to give to preborn. So would you do that right now? Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on preborn, and you can give right there or just give them a call. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. They answer 24-7, so call anytime. We appreciate you folks listening to us. Uh, We always do. We appreciate your five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can watch video of our podcast at myhopenow.com, and of course, follow My Hope Now wherever you follow your social media and uh neil boron neil boron live out of buffalo new york roger marsh the bottom line from the people's republic of california john rush, rush to reason out of denver colorado uh, that's right neil roger and john all the guys that are wrong and me bob duco the one guy that's right yeah uh, we always appreciate you folks listening to it.
2: wrong i say anyway uh a can't, great conversation can't, yes can't, can't stop thinking about your brown socks bob just saying <laughs> so. actually you know <laughs> it's so
1: pathetic. white legs Oh, you know what? The contrast was there. When I'm wearing white tube socks, my kids tease me going, Dad, you should put on oh, some socks. <laughs> it's please. like, uh, I have them on. I'm, I'm I'm pretty white. Not a lot of melanin, thank you very much. Anyway, uh, guys, looking forward to next week.
2: Thank you, Bob. Thank, thank you, Bob. Likewise, we'll Bob. You guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. for listening,
1: everybody. God bless.
0: You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. A view of today's culture through a biblical lens. Brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth. Your generous financial support makes it possible for ADF to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to give your financial support. Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at crawfordmediagroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at myhopenow.com. Be sure to follow My Hope Now wherever you follow social media. And please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app. Look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.